Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. It was a wild game at Goodyear Ballpark on Wednesday afternoon between the Reds and A's, a game that ended in a 14-14 tie. Cincinnati trailed 10-4 going to the bottom of the eighth, but scored 10 times to take a four-run lead. Unfortunately, the A's scored four of their own in the top of the ninth to tie it up, and that's how it ended. It was a big game for Christian Encarnacion Strand, who drove in five runs in that eighth inning, including a grand slam. Richie Martin also had a big day for the Reds. He homered and drove in five, and Alan Serta hit a home run for Cincinnati. Time to get some final thoughts on the game from Tommy Thrall and Jeff Brantley. Thanks, Jed. Well, Cowboy, this was a uh, wild game. Hard to put this one into words when uh, the Reds had a 10-run inning in which they sent 15 men to the plate. They took a four-run lead heading into the ninth inning. You felt pretty good about it, only for it to end in a tie. A lot going on in this game, but it was started a long time ago by Graham Ashcraft, and I think that's where we should probably start uh, because he's going to be a big piece of this rotation for the Reds. Yeah, I I did not think Ashcraft was sharp today, nor did I expect him to be, Uh, but he was healthy. He was throwing the ball hard. He looked like he was fluid with his mechanics, and I think that's that's really what you look for. You kind of transition that page to Ian Jabot who came in right after him. You talk about a guy that looked sharp. I mean, he was painting the outside corner with his fastball. It looked like he had great command and that's one of the things that seemed as though it kind of hindered Jabot last year is that his command wasn't always as good as what you would expect from a guy that that throws the ball the way that he does, but he was sharp today. As far as the offense is concerned, uh, there were some really bright spots for the Reds today and I think you have to look at the guys that came in after the starters left and you know there was one guy that started this game that was on base three times and that's Jonathan India so that's encouraging but some of the guys that we've been excited to see in camp uh, Christian Encarnacion Strand Matt McClain they both had good games coming off the bench and the guy we haven't talked a lot about Richie Martin also had a monster day yeah, I was encouraged, and I'm glad you made that point. I was encouraged by Jonathan India's day today, and I know he really wants to not only have a good camp, but he wants to come out and have a great start to the 2023 season. I, I, I get that sense from him, and today he, he looked like his normal self. He looked like his rookie of the year self. He was very patient, and as you mentioned, he was aboard three times today, had a stolen base. And you, you look at those young guys um, – Encarnacion Strand, I mean, he, he probably made some open some eyes today. I mean, with with some big power in in crucial spots. I mean, the grand slam uh, in, a, in a ball game where he was ahead in the count three and zero. He took a big swing at a pitch. You think, God, what is he swinging at that for? 
maybe he did it on purpose so he could get a pitch that he could hit, and hit he did. And, I, and I'll say this about Richie Martin. Didn't know much about him at all coming into camp, and, and he's been surprisingly good not only with the bat but the fact that he can play all over the place. Reds and A's, unfortunately, end in a tie in which both teams score 14 runs at Goodyear Ballpark. Get back to you. Thanks, Tommy. Back with the highlights right after this. The Reds and A's tied yesterday afternoon at Goodyear Ballpark, 14-14, and now to the highlights. Right-hander Graham Ashcraft started the game for the Reds, and the A's got to him in the very first inning, and one of the new rule changes played a part. Nick Allen led off the game with a single to right. Connor Kappel then hit a ground ball to short that looked like a sure double play, but because Kappel was a left-handed hitter, Jonathan India was playing closer to first base than to second base, and he simply could not get to second in time to turn to double play. In years past, the Reds would have had a shift on, and they would have turned to easily. Kappel ended up moving to second base on a wild pitch. Then with two outs, Brent Rooker and Dermis Garcia gave Oakland the lead. Ashcraft gets the sign, sets ready. Looks back at the runner and deals the 2-0 pitch, and Rooker drives this one to the right center field gap, and nobody's there. That's going to get down and go all the way to the wall for an RBI double. Home to score from second, Capel, as Rooker checks in at second with the two-base hit. 1-0 Oakland. There's a little flare into right field. That'll get down in front of Ramos for a base hit. Rooker around third to score, and it's an RBI single for Dermis Garcia. And the A's lead it 2-0. Ashcraft loaded the bases into second thanks to an air, a hit batter, and a walk, but he got out of the inning without a run scoring, and that was the end of his afternoon. Ian Jabot came on to pitch the third. He struck out Brett Rooker looking. Dermis Garcia struck out swinging. Then he ended the inning against Jordan Diaz. Jabot quickly to the dish. Strike three call right on the outside corner. Executed that fastball down and away one more time. And Jabot comes out of the bullpen in his second appearance, and he looks lights out as he punches out the side. The Reds got on the board in the third with one out. Jonathan India walked. That brought Kurt Casale to the dish. Medina at the belt. Long pause, pitch. And it's lifted high into the air into left center field. Long run. Not going to get it. It's off the left center field wall. India will trot around third, and he will come to the plate. He will score, and it is a 2-1 ball game on the double RBI for Kurt Casale. Alexis Diaz pitched a scoreless fourth inning, but Oakland scored again in the fifth off Joel Kunal. J.J. Bladé doubled leading off the inning. He moved to third on a wild pitch, and then with one out, Kunal let another one get away. Here's the 1-1, and it's down and in. It gets away from Casale, and the runner's coming home, and he will score. Just when I say it. Right off the mid. I don't even know if that pitch was really in the dirt. But it will be ruled a wild pitch anyway. And it scores Blade from third, and the A's now lead it by two. It's three to one. The A's added to their lead in the six off Savino Bracco, and a new rule came into play again. Zach Geloff led off with a single. Bracco threw over to first base twice, which isn't a problem, but then he threw over a third time. When that happens, the runner has to be picked off or it's considered a balk, and he moves up a base, and that's exactly what happened. Bracco then walked the batter, which means Geloff would have advanced anyway, and that brought Lawrence Butler to the plate. Here's the 1-2 pitch. Ground ball right through the left side between short and third into left. Up throwing 
is Martin. Here comes the throw to the plate. Cut off that third by Marte. Run will score. And the A's now lead it 4-1. to one. About this time in the game, the wind started to picking up, and it showed. The Reds pulled to within a run in the bottom of the sixth with two outs. Mac McLean, who has been impressive so far this spring, worked the walk. He moved to second on a wild pitch, and then Richie Martin went yard. The 1-1. Ooh, and Martin puts a charge into that high and very deep. Left center field, it is gone. Richie Martin drives it out of here to left center. A two-run shot. The Reds are within one. Four three A's. I didn't know young Richie had that kind of pop. Unfortunately, the A's got those runs back in the seventh off Ben Lively. With one out, Lively gave up a double to Tyler Soderstrom. And then with two down, Kevin Crone took him deep. Two and one here to Crone. Crone is pretty much all or nothing. He's either going to hit it out or he's going to strike out. And he hits this one high and deep. And, Lord, that's a long fly ball, and it is way out of here. A two-run shot for one Kevin Crone. And it is now a 6-3 A's lead. Alan Serta led off the bottom of the seventh for Cincinnati, and he, too, went way back. Trey Supak, a right-hander out of the A's bullpen. He'll go to work here against right-handed hitting Alan Serta, who lifts the first pitch high and deep, and it is gone out of left center field. Boy, you get the ball up to left field right now, you got a point on the board, and that is indeed what Alan Serta did, and it's now a 6-4 ball game. The A's added four more in the eighth off Alan Buznitz. Christian Pache tripled home a run. Then Cody Thomas took care of business. So when you have a ball game like this where it's kind of a misty rain and things start to get a little sticky on the mound, I'm wondering how that pitch clock is going to affect. No two pitches hammered to right field. That ball's way out of here. That one got up in the wind, and it just kept going. The wind picking up again right about the time contact was made, and Cody Thomas drives that out of the stadium. You picked that up at the airport. And with two outs, Soderstrom hit another deep ball. Payoff pitch. This ball's cranked high, and that's very deep. Right center field, and that ball is way out of here. That almost got out of the stadium as well, but it's still a home run for Tyler Soderstrom. He is having himself a heck of a ball game off the bench for the A's. His third hit, his second extra base hit. Triple shy of the cycle. Coming off the bench. The A's have scored four times here in the eighth inning. Just when you thought the game might be out of reach, the Reds storm back to take the lead in the bottom of the eighth. Jorge Juan was on the mound for Oakland. He walked the first three batters he faced. That brought Christian Encarnacion Strand to the plate. And on a 3-1 pitch, he cleared the bases. 3-1. and one. Juan, a high hold, 3-1 pitch. And Encarnacion Strand hammers this one. High and deep, down the left field line. It's a fair ball and a grand slam for Christian Encarnacion Strand. And the Reds are within two. It's now 10-8 Oakland. Tracing Kubo came on to pitch for Oakland. He immediately gave up a walk and a double. Alejo Lopez and Noel V. Marte then combined to tie things up. 1-0 pitch. And Lopez pulls a ground ball to the first baseman. Scooped up by Brooks. He'll take it to the bag. Three unassisted for the out. Another run will score. Serta's home from third. It's now a one-run game. It is 10-9 on the RBI ground out by Alejo Lopez. Martin then singled and Matt McClain walked to load the bases. 
Richie Martin came back to the plate, and he cleared the bases. First pitch to Richie Martin. He swings and he drives it down the left field line. It's down and all the way to the wall. Marte scores right behind him. Martini. Here comes McLean around third. He will score. And it's a bases clearing double for Richie Martin. And it gives the Reds their first lead of the game. They have scored nine in the eighth, and it's 13 to 10 Redlegs. And then Christian Encarnacion Strand came back to the plate in the inning, and he did this. One ball, one strike on Christian Encarnacion Strand, the pitch. And there's a ground ball base hit right between short and third. That's into left field. That will score Martin. And how about Christian Encarnacion Strand? Five RBIs in this inning. It is 14 to 10 Reds. The A's tied it up in the top of the ninth, and you won't believe how. Tehran Guerrero was on the mound for Cincinnati. He gave up three runs with the help of some poor defense. That pulled Oakland to within one. Guerrero was still on the mound, and here's the situation. First and third, two outs, two strikes on Ernie Clement, and this happened. Tyrone Guerrero's home with a 1-2 pitch to Ernie Clement. And he didn't want to do it, but went around. The ball gets behind Pareda. Flip to Guerrero. Runner coming home and safe at the plate. And the A's have tied it on a wild pitch on the strikeout of Ernie Clement. The Reds failed to score in the bottom of the ninth, and the game ended in a 14-14 tie. Here are the totals for Oakland. 14 runs, 17 hits, one air. One left on base. Cincinnati 14-12-1. They strand at seven. No winner, no loser. Home runs in the game for Oakland. Crone number one, Thomas number one, Soderstrom number one. For Cincinnati, Martin number one, Serta number one, and Carnacion Strand number one. Three hours and 16 minutes, 1,756 at Goodyear Ballpark. Thursday is an off day for Cincinnati, but they're back at it Friday afternoon as they head to Glendale to take on the Chicago White Sox. Right-hander Luke Weaver will make the start for Cincinnati. We're on the air with the pregame show at 2.50. First pitch is scheduled for 3.05. And once again, the final score on Wednesday afternoon, the A's and Reds played to a 14-14 tie. And I'm Dave Armbruster with your Reds Game Recap. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.